Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 190 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving this episode a listen. In this episode, I'm going to be going through the tips for round 20 of the men's comp for 2022 with my special guest. You might recognize him in a moment. He's been with me quite a few times over the last few weeks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, please reach out to me on my social media. You can find all of the links to my social media over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. But I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find the Yank on Footy podcast on Facebook as well. Hopefully you'll do that because I, I love being able to highlight those clubs. And if you do the work for me, I don't have to dig into uh, figuring out which club I want to go ahead and uh, mention during the course of the week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and toss it out there again. If you've not had a chance to listen to episode 186... Uh, I, I strongly would encourage you to take a look at that or to take a listen to that. If you don't want to listen to that episode, it's it's one where I'm uh, I'm paying tribute to a a dear dear family member that had passed away, but then I'm also hoping to get some help with a little project that my sister and I are starting uh, with regards to our mom and her upcoming 80th birthday. If you don't want to go back and listen to the episode head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, and my most recent blog post is about this and has all of the information there as well. Bottom line, she's hoping to uh, get as many birthday cards from different places around the world where people are showing instances of themselves being happy or what brings them joy, whether it's a photograph of themselves or it's a maybe a postcard or something of that nature. Something that brings them joy is what she's hoping to see. So... The uh, mailing address will be in the show notes if you want to help out with that. So it'd be great if you could. Uh, I'm hoping there are some cards in the pipeline right now. We've had one show up so far. So hoping for at least 79 more, but we'd love to get as many as we possibly could. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv. And MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we know him here in North America, Mick Aussie. He spent the last couple of decades running his sports comedy channel, talking about the NFL, of course, the AFL, the Canadian Football League, as well as dabbling in some other sports like the NBA and the NHL. Now, he also appears on Sports Grid TV with uh, Gabe Morenci quite frequently, usually Friday nights. And Mick was a great footy player in his own right in South Australia in the Sandful, and uh, also played for a while in the Northern Territories as well. Now, this week's episode, or excuse me, this club of the episode for this week is the Bunbury Football Club, and the Bulldogs play in the Southwest Football League in West Australia. They've been in existence since 1892, and they play their home games at PC Payne Park on Herbert Street in East Burnbury. Bunbury, I'm sorry. And this week, they are going to be facing off against Harvey Brunswick Leshenault Lions at the Brunswick Oval. And some of their notable alumni, and these are names, a lot of names I recognize here, some of the, the people who have played for this club in the past, uh, 
include Neville and Louis Jetta, Connor Blakely, Kyle Reimers, and Phil and Kyle Narkel. And I don't know if Phil and Kyle are any relation to Quentin Narkel from the Cats, but be interested to know that. Again, uh, this week's Club of the Episode being sponsored by MickAussie.tv. So, Mick, thanks so very much, man. I do appreciate that. Now, folks, again, as I would mentioned, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll sign up for the mailing list over there. That way, when new episodes come out, you'll get it instantaneously. And uh, I would love it if you could consider leaving me a review there as well if you like the show. If you want to help out the show, you can uh, click on the Buy Me a Coffee button. That's that little yellow button in the bottom corner. Or if you want to buy some, uh, some gear from the podcast, that's also there as well in the store page. And... The other thing that may be the most important, besides getting on the mailing list, if you have an idea for a guest, and as the men's comp winds down and the women's comp winds up, I will certainly be talking about the women's comp as that season goes along as well. But I am always looking for great guest ideas. So if you have somebody who would be a fantastic guest on the show, please drop me a line. Okay, shoot me an email, a yank on the footy at gmail.com. Sign up on the Register as a Guest page over on my website as well. That would be a huge help. Now, folks, before we dive in, uh, for those of you who are listening here in the United States, uh, let's look at the games that are going to be available to us here on free t- free well free television, mean cable television, so you have to pay your, your cable provider. But these are ones you will not need another subscription service for. Some, most of the other games will be on the Fox Soccer Plus channel if you're subscribing to that. But... This weekend, uh, we will be getting here at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning Eastern Time, the Geelong and Western Bulldogs game. Uh, That's Saturday morning at 5 a.m. Friday morning at 6 a.m., the Fremantle and Melbourne game will be on. And then Saturday at midnight on FS2, you've got Sydney and GWS. And then on Sunday at 2.30 in the morning... You have the Essendon Bombers and the North Melbourne Kangaroos. So there's the schedule this week, and that information comes from Afana.com. So check out their website, Afana.com. I think I have them listed in the show notes as well to find everything about uh, footy here in North America with regards to watching the AFL here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to welcome Kim Harrison or Mick Aussie back to the podcast. And, well... In just a short period of time, Mick is going to be heading off to a pool party, but fortunately for all of us concerned here, he is not showing up for this discussion in his budgie smuggler. So So how you doing, Mick? Good. You don't like the old, uh, what, the lifesavers wear in Australia? No, I don't wear them, mate. Board shorts for me all the way. There you go. I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, board in my case board would signify flat so i i i guess i would say barrel shorts but the barrel's getting a little smaller so um yeah it's been uh you know i gotta tell you last week that might be the best round of footy i've ever seen just so much exciting stuff going on that week you know exciting good and exciting dumb as well if you will um with regards to the the end of the the richmond game uh but yeah, hopefully this week can live up to it. But a couple, couple big things going on here, you know, that yeah, everybody's talking about what Luke Jackson's going to do with the D's, whether he's going to be there or try to head back to, to WA. Well, one of his fellow, uh, you know, 
WA possible goers, if you will, and I'm butchering the way to describe that, has decided that he is going to be staying with the D's probably for his career because uh, Angus Brayshaw uh, signed a six-year deal to stay with the Melbourne Demons, which is going to take him till I believe, age 32 or 33. So is that too much, do you think? Yeah, it's a good signing. And uh, the reason I've taken an interest in the Brayshaw boys is mainly because when I grew up in Australia, their uncle, James Brayshaw, the the great commentator of AFL, he was playing Sheffield Shield cricket for South Australia and he quit the cricket to, cricket to go into radio and he's done very well, obviously on the football show and now, you know, one of the main callers on Channel 7, brilliant commentator. So, yeah, well done to Demons to sign that deal. But six years, yeah, a bit long, bit yeah. long. Yeah, and uh, the other one that I saw that took place this week, also Liam Baker signed up for two more years with the Tigers. I guess a great move for them because, you know, they've got some, they have some older players. I don't want to say senior citizens because I'm damn near one of them, uh, but they've got some older players on that list. So it's nice to see them, you know, filling out the list with some, some solid youngsters. Yeah. I mean, both of those players were rumored to maybe move back to Perth or Western Australia where mm -hmm. they're from. But yeah, you would think Baker would sign on with a club that he started with and got the premierships, but I want to, uh, I want to say to you, if um, Harrison, if the guy from the, the Bombers, Harrison, uh, what's his name? The, the guy that missed the point, kicked the point. If he kicked the goal and if he didn't put his mouth guard in his sock and kicked the goal, Harrison Jones, you would have gone eight and zero. Obviously, there was a draw because yeah. you picked the dogs over the demons. So we both went... Uh, well, seven and one and a draw last week. So yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good week. And I uh I'm still amazed by you know the ending of the Richmond game. And you know I showed I showed my mom the the last minute and a half of the the Essendon and Collingwood game. And I just said, yeah, I said just it's just a, a neat way to see uh, you know, to see how this this game played out here. And you know, it was it was pretty terrific. But uh of course, the big news this week, and you know, a lot of people I've seen a lot of Collingwood supporters upset because uh, Scott Pendlebury did not get the recognition um, that that Joel Selwood seems to be getting for having played Game Three Fifty, uh, which he's doing this weekend. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe on one of the basketball shows they they talk about Scott Pendlebury a little bit more. I don't know if Selwood played any basketball, but I'd heard Selwood play or that Pendlebury played basketball at one time. They always talk yeah, about they, it. Yeah, you're right. They were saying on one show that that's one reason why he has very good awareness mm -hmm. in close because yeah. of his uh, basketball background, and that that does make a little bit of sense. I've yeah. only ever played one official game of basketball, but that does make sense. But yeah, terrific player, Scott Pendlebury, absolutely. Yeah. And it's you know I, I watched a uh, uh, like a highlight package that uh, that was on. Uh, 360 today while I was at the blood drive and uh, just seeing some of the older footage. Cause again, I've only been following, you know, the club for really basically since, you know, late 2016, I really started getting into the game. Um, but just seeing the, the reckless abandon that, that Joel Selwood seems to play the game. You know, I, I, I don't want to see him with a haircut like mine because he has to have some seriously ugly scars all over his head. <laughs> 
he could have been a boxer because there's yeah. no doubt he has a hard head. And that's yeah, a physical yeah. thing. Some people have a very hard head and he has got that and other people get hit and get concussions. So it's, it's no one's fault. It's just a physical thing of the way right. your body's made up. Right, right. Yeah. So you ready to jump into some tips for this week? Sure. This is a we've got four weeks left uh, and uh, some big games in the, in the first one. The one that's starting, that's going to be tomorrow morning. You've got number two and number five. You've got Fremantle who's sitting at number five hosting Melbourne who's set number two. Uh, Fremantle's bringing back Rory Lobb. Uh, they're losing Bailey Banfield, who's been omitted. Matt Feist's been uh, injured. Jake Lever and Jaden Hunt are back in for the D's. Adam Tomlinson omitted. James Harms uh, injured. And Toby Bedford being managed. What do you think about this one? Oh, absolutely one of the toughest games of the round to pick. I heard today that there'll be rain before the game, maybe during the game. If that's the case, it probably favours the Demons a little bit because it's more wet in Melbourne than Perth, generally. Mm -hmm. Oh, tough one to pick. A couple of people I really respect have gone for the Demons and a couple of people I really respect have gone for the Dockers. Demons have lost five of the last eight, I believe. Trouble with that Stephen May. I don't know if they totally sorted that out. I believe they have a slight premiership hangover. I am going to go for the Dockers. I really am at home, total home field advantage, but they are two and a half point underdog. So really could go either way and big implications probably for the finals. Whoever wins this one, tough right, one. Right. Dockers yeah. just. I'm, I'm going with the Dockers as well. And I'm, wow. yeah, I'm just looking at, you know, last week, you know, the, the D's had, a, had some, had some difficulty having you know facing three talls with you know Naughton and Bruce and uh Eugel Hagen having just an, a monster game and you know we'll see if that happens and, and again the weather could be um could be a factor now of course the uh you wonder what the what the the surface is going to look like at Optus after last week where they I think they played two you know high stakes soccer games there before they played the footy game and the, the, the i guess the turf was chunked up pretty good and uh they were you know some people were upset about the condition of the surface at optus as a result of that so i wonder what's going to happen there and now i'm going with the home team as well because i think it's is it's kind of a toss-up as you said but the last time i went with the home team and Fremantle was playing sydney said not so fast uh, but I'm going with the Dockers to win this one by eight. Um, it's going to be a nail biter. I think it's going to be a great, great matchup with these two. And, you know, they may be playing each other in the first round of finals. Yeah. Well, look, look at the key matchups. I'm worried that the demons might beat them out of the middle. You've got Oliver and Petrarca, fantastic people in the middle. You know, you've got Brayshaw and big Mundy in there as well, but the demons, their forward line's not as good. Without Brown, I just don't see them kicking as big a score. Right, and the right. Dockers have a good defense. But like I said, if Oliver and Petrarca get first use of the ball, that'll take the demons maybe to a win. Very interesting game. Yeah. 6 10 a.m. your time. I will be up for it. I will be up. So we then move on to the, the next game that was listed on the the AFL's website, we head to the MCG for number four, Collingwood hosting number 11, Port Adelaide. And the Enigma is back for Collingwood. Jordan DeGoey is back in the 22. 
The Swiss Army Knife is injured. Brody Majacek is out. Josh Carmichael's the Metasub. You've got several outs for Port Adelaide. Dan Houston's injured. Riley Bonner's health and safety. Tom Cleary omitted. William Willem Drew omitted. And Lockie Jones, Trent McKenzie, and Xavier Dersma are back in. And hopefully Lockie Jones's mullet is in prime, prime form this weekend. <laughs> oh, another tough one. I'm going to go with the Magpies. They're six and a half point favorite, but I would not be surprised at all if the Power Pap Smears win. The Magpies have got very, very lucky. But we got to talk about Jamie Elliott. I mean, for a start, that was a brilliant mark in amongst those two Essendon Bombers players. And then a fantastic goal. Like, that was a tough angle to kick that goal after the siren. Absolutely one of the highlights of the year, without doubt. And, of course, Skinnerman's in trouble again. Like, Mason Redman just took his head off. So, the uh-huh. AFL have made a real mess of that head-eye yes, tackle did. rule. And, and, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to go with the Magpies. Dersma's a good in. Ollie Wine's 200 games. Yep. Tom Jonas, 200 games. But I think the power are pretty much done. And definitely after the Magpies probably win. But... Home field advantage is the deciding factor for me. Yeah, I'm going with the Magpies by a couple goals here. And, you know, because Port finishes up, you know, once, you know, they've got, they've got Collingwood, Richmond, Essendon, and the Crows to, to finish out the season here. Um, yeah, so it's a, uh, and, and Collingwood has an interesting run home themselves. I mean, that, we're going to find out really what Collingwood is here over the next four weeks because they've got, you know, they're, they've got, They've got Port Adelaide this week, and then they've got the D's, and then they've got the Swans, and then they finish up with Carlton. I mean, that's gonna that's a tough run home for that club. So if they if they run that gauntlet and they go three and one there, that's that's gonna be pretty darn impressive. If they go four and zero, oh, I mean, that's gonna be outstanding for them. I mean, a huge confidence builder. Oh, absolutely! And you know, they got the match winner back in Jordan Dugowie. I just wonder if the coach kept him out for an extra week or two with that injury just to maybe discipline him a little bit. I'm not sure. But him in and Majacek out, two very good players. So pretty much a, uh, wow, I know you're a big fan of Majacek as well. So they'll be okay. But, yeah, they've won some close games, haven't they? Unbelievable. Yeah, I I will tell you, though, having having Jordan Degoe, if he had to sit extra weeks, it did not help my fantasy team. Uh, (laughs) Although I am... I think I'm number three or four out of 12 in, in the league that I'm in with the, with some of the other folks here in the U S. So we, we head off to the SCG and uh, Sydney didn't have, you know, you got Sydney number six hosting number 15 GWS and Sydney did not have a whole lot to do with their 22. They, they said, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to take any cards. They're playing, you know, five card stud. And they said, they don't want any cards. They're happy with the hand. They were dealt initially. So Sam Wicks is the Medi sub. But the Giants have a number of people out. Jake Riccardi, Jake Stein, Kieran Briggs, Lockie Keefe, Taylor Brunn, Xavier O'Halloran, Zach Spruill are all either omitted. Jake Stein's the Medi sub. Harry Perryman's back in. Jesse Hogan's in. Josh Kelly's in. Lockie Whitfield is in. Tom Green is in. And another one of those great stories, Lee Kalir is in making his debut for the Giants. I, uh, I think the you know the Swans need to win this one to keep pressure on the Lions, Dockers, and Magpies because they're they're right on their heels, and the Giants have lost three in a row. 
I'm going with the Swans to win this one at home by three goals. I, I just think the Swans are too good of a side. They're playing too well right now. Yes, it's the battle of Sydney, but I'm going with the Swans to take this one by three. Yeah, I agree. The Giants, I'm a big fan of those four players back in. Hogan, Kelly, Whitfield, and Tom Green. Mm-hmm. Good players. They were disappointing against the Blues. I think I watched till half time, and they were kind of in it. The Swans... Well, I'm glad I got back from the CFL game late and missed the Swans kicking nine goals, three to the Crows in the first quarter. I mean, what was that by the Crows? I'm actually a fan of the Swans. I might put a few dollars on them to go all the way. I, I think they can make some serious noise in the finals. I think they, they could finish top four. Tom Papley, fantastic. And watch for uh, Josh Kennedy's emergency this week. Long-time player at the Swans. Very good player. Been injured and he's getting old. Maybe he comes back in towards the finals. So, Swans are looking good. They're 29.5-point favourite. Yeah, they'll probably win by about that much. Yep. I, I As you know, I don't like to put that, a number quite that big. Although, I kind of did that in one of the games this week that we're going to get to in a moment. I didn't quite go that large, but I did go up a little bit more than I usually do. Now... We head to Marvel, and you've got number nine, St. Kilda, who is on the cusp of the top eight, facing off against number 13, Hawthorne. Now, I went with the Eagles last week against the Saints, and the Saints had lost Patty Ryder uh, for the rest of the home and away side. Well, I was wrong there. Now, let's look at the, Haw- let's look at the Hawks first, okay? Denver Granger, Barras omitted. Jarman Impey managed. Ned Reeves injured. Tom Phillips, the Metasub, Sam Butler, Jacob Kaschitsky, and uh, CJ Jaff are back in for Hawthorne. Now, Dan Hannenberry's in. I believe this is his first game of the year for St. Kilda, and Tom Campbell is in. Now, here's where it gets a little concerning for the, for the uh, Saints. And if you're a Saints fan, you're thinking, ah, maybe 2023 might be okay for us. Jack Billings is out. Jade Gresham is done for the year. He had a knee injury, I believe. He's done for the year. And Ryan Burns was omitted. Tim Memory's playing game 150. You know, I don't know about this one because I'm actually going with Hawthorne to win this one by nine because I, I just think that that's an awful lot of big names that are out of that Saints side. And now every time I've done that, the Saints have said, you're wrong. And they stand up and they play a fantastic game. So now that I've, now that I've tipped the Hawks, I, I, the Saints are probably going to win it. But uh, I just think the Hawks are a little more solid right now and have, don't have quite as many holes as the Saints do at this moment in time. Wow. I, uh, good on you for going for the underdog. The Saints are seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Brett Ratton, the coach, really did put, put it to the players last week. Basically, if they didn't beat the Eagles, players would be gone maybe for good. Jack Steele's very good. But, yes, Billing and Gresham, probably two of their best players. Dan Hanabry, wow, finally back in. He's had soft tissue injuries for years now. The high-paid recruit from the Sydney Swans. He can play, but he's hardly ever playing. Uh-huh. And the Hawks, at least they can kick straight. They kick 19-7 against the Kangaroos with Jack Gunston kicking five goals as a return after his dad sadly passed away. I'm going to go with the Saints, but you might be right. Wouldn't be surprised at all if the Hawks won, but the Saints have still got something to play for. Definitely they can make the eight if they keep winning. Well, yeah. I mean, they could, they could be in the eight this week if they win. 
Um, you know, depending if what, if, well, you know what? I hope if they do, I, if they do win, I hope that they're in the eight because I know who's sitting in the number eight spot right now. And I know who they're playing this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Which, interestingly enough, I believe that's the next one up on the list. Yes, it is. We're heading off to GMBHA Stadium where you have the, the cats who are, well, they're where they are on the ladder because I don't like to say where they are because it's, I, I don't want, I don't want to jinx. I don't want, I'm not trying to sound, you know, look at my, I'm not, they're, they're, they position themselves well. Okay. And the Bulldogs are sitting at number eight. Uh, you know, they, uh, the, the Bulldogs are bringing Caleb Daniel back in. Zane Cordy is in. Adam Trelor is injured. Alex Keith omitted. And Lockie McNeil is out. The Cats uh, lost Reese Stanley probably for the next month due to a, a knee tweak. Uh, Shannon Neal, that young ruck, is the sub. Something maybe not such a bad idea over there with that. Zach Tui is out due to COVID health and safety protocols. And Jonathan Segler is making his Cats debut. And then some, some guy named Tom Stewart. I, who the hell is he? Uh, this Tom Stewart guy is, is coming in on the cat side there. So I think this is going to be a great game. I will say I'm glad it's being played in Geelong. Okay. What say you, sir? Yeah, absolutely. One of the games of the round for sure. I'm a bit worried about your new Ruckman against Timmy English. There's a good advantage probably for the dogs. Caleb Daniel, he's a beauty, that little fella in the back lines from uh, South Adelaide, SANFL, I believe. Big fan of Trelaw, he's out. Alex Keith mustn't be been playing too well because their defense is not very good anyway. Great to see Jamal, Jamari Hagen kick those goals because I think, I think Beveridge, the coach, has done well. He didn't gift him any games. He made him work for his yep, games last great, year yep. and this year because we see too many high draft picks just get gifted games early in their career. To me, this is a straight out, like you said, a venue pick. Cats are favoured by 19 and a half. I'm going to pick them to win, but I think the dogs to cover that 19 and a half might be one of my best bets on Sports Grid tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going with the Cats also by 11 because I think this is going to be close. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, you know, the, the, the Cats have... Yeah, they have a, they have a player that that always seems to be at the right place at the right time in Zach Tui, and this week he's going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's not going to be out there because of the health and safety stuff. He always seems to make a play when they desperately need it. So, yeah, if they can compensate for that, if they can, if well, I get they're covering Zach Tui with Tom Stewart, so I guess that's not a bad substitution in the great grand scheme of things, but. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they're back six. You know, you, you got some talls back there with, uh, you know, with Deconig and, and Henry, you know, is, is, uh, is uh, Blitzav going to have to uh, spend more time back? Or are they going to, are they going to put him, you know, since he's such a great runner, the last couple of games, they've just put him on one of the other side's better midfielders and just said, abuse him. And he's, and he's basically shut them down a little bit. He's almost been the tagger as a guy who's like six foot five and just it's, it's been interesting to watch, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting matchup, but like I said, I think the cats are going to win it mainly because it's a home game for them, but uh, yeah, knock on wood. 
Well, it's a big deal, really. Joel Selwood, 350 games. That's an amazing career. So the players surely will get up that extra little bit for him. Right, right. But you know what? Dog, dogs will probably lose this week, but I still kind of think they might make the eight. Yeah, because they finish up with uh, – let me see. I'm, I've got it pulled up here. They've got uh, Fremantle, GWS, and Hawthorne after this. Right. So, you know, I don't have home and away on those there, but, uh, but that's, that's not a, that's not the worst run home that, uh, that you could possibly have. So, you know, Fremantle, Fremantle has, like I say, they've got the D's and they got the Bulldogs and then the Eagles and then the Giants. So that's not a tough, tough one for them either. Brisbane's got a, you know, we're going to talk about Brisbane here in a moment, but their, their run home is not a lot of fun either. We'll get to them in just a moment though. But, uh, Let's move on down to the Adelaide Oval and your beloved Adelaide Crows hosting the Carlton Blues. And you've got Josh Worrell in for the Crows. Braden Cook, the Metasub, and Tom Duday is injured. And he, I, you know, having Caleb Daniel out has been, that's, uh, Duday's been in my defense on my fantasy team. And I, I've traded, met, you know, messages a few times with Duday on, uh, on Twitter. And I told him, I drafted him fairly early on my fantasy team. And he's like, I wouldn't have even picked myself then. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Mark Pitnett is back for Carlton. Uh, Matthew Owls is back or is in as well. And some interesting outs for the blues. Josh Honey is out. Jack Noons is a meta sub and Jack Silvani has been omitted. That's that is like taking the engine out of a car and saying, "Hey, go win the Indy 500." Huh. Yeah, that surprised me. I thought Jack Silvani was doing quite well earlier. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Carlton. I'm not a fan of them, but mm-hmm. his dad was an amazing, as you know, full back of the century. Mitch McGovern settled in at centre half back. I hope he does well there because I think it's his brother, the one in Eagles, fantastic. But McGovern and Saad on that back line, well, hope they do all right. Crows, I mean, how can you let the Swans kick nine goal in the first quarter? Disgraceful. And the guy today on AFL Daily that was hosting it, Josh Gablead or someone, uh-huh. he said that the Crows this year have been putrid. Putrid. And I actually agreed with him. So uh, that's wow. a tough call for an AFL guy to call a team putrid. That is, but they, a- have, they haven't improved at all. Blues to win, 16.5-point favorite, probably by a bit more than that, even though it's in Adelaide. I, I, went, with the, uh, I went with the Blues by 19. Um, you know, I, I think having you know, Pitnett back in is going to, if he stays healthy, it's going to allow the, the Blues to go back to what they were doing earlier in the year when he was in there because he was doing a great job with the, with the, 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 the taps, at the, at the center taps, and getting the ball where he wanted to go. And after he went out, it was, you know, the, the Blues midfield, you know, basically became, you know, uh, Seagulls chasing after a chip and got most of the chips in those clearances, whether they got the, the, the hit out or not. So, yeah, I'm going with the Blues by, I think I said 19, I think I said. Yeah, so yeah. pretty close there to, to what you had as well. And then we head to Metricon. And you've got the number 12 Gold Coast Suns, which is an accomplishment that they're at 12 right now, but I know they're hoping to go a little bit higher before it's done hosting the number 17 West Coast Eagles. And uh, 
You've got a lot of changes here. West Coast has Tim Kelly playing his 100th game, Andrew Gaff playing 250, Bobby Archols playing his 50th game for the Suns, and out for the, the Eagles, Alex Witherden, Josh Kennedy's being managed, Josh Rotham is injured, Rhett Baza's injured, and Greg Clark, Hugh Dixon, Jack Petricelli, Nick Natanui, Sam Petreski-Seaton, Willie Rioli, and Zach Langdon are back in. And for the Suns, they lost Charlie Ballard to a knee injury. Another defender on that club is out for the year with a bad knee. I, I, I think they may be calling you or I to step in as an emergency to play in the defense for them. And I've never been to the Gold Coast before. I don't know if you have. Uh, but uh, Malcolm Rosas is back in. Jack Biles is back in. Mac Andrew is debuting. They're number five pick this year. And uh, I know he is it. It's Ace. Is it Ace Way? Is, it, is that the nickname they've given him? I think it's what it was. Uh, the young man from uh, Papua New Guinea, isn't he? Right. He's back in the side. So, yeah, a lot of changes for, for both of these clubs. But, you know, I went with the Suns in this one because it's a home game for them. I think they're, yeah, they've still got an outside shot at making the eight, but I, I think in many cases they're, they're kind of looking towards 2023 right now as well, because this could be, if they're able to keep Isaac Rankin, I think this could be a, a really dangerous side next year that could make that leap into the eight. Rel, I don't want to say relatively easily, but maybe having that, that draw at the, at the number 12 spot or 11 spots, something like that, might make it more advantageous for them instead of actually being in the eight this year and then getting back there. Yeah, I mean, I think we both were hoping the Suns would make the eight. It doesn't look like they will, but I watched them against the Lions and they were quite good. The Lions run away within the last 10 or 15 minutes, but they're mm -hmm. actually up by seven points early in the last quarter. And one of your favorite players, Tuke Miller, was very good. You know, if you hadn't followed AFL for a year and you looked at this game and saw that the Suns were 34.5-point favourite against the Eagles, you would think, what the hell is going on? It must be a mistake. But the Eagles <laughs> really have been terrible, haven't they? Yeah. Tim Kelly gets his 100th game. Gaffey's 250th. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Suns. They should win that. The Eagles have been very, very disappointing. I think they should have copped more from the uh, media than they have. It seems like some of their key players just haven't really cared as much as they should have this year. Sounds well, to win fairly easily, I think. And I think, you know, and I think there's going to be a significant number of players that, uh, that probably retire from the Eagles this year. Cause it sounds like Kennedy's going this year. And I have, I know there are some others that I've heard rumblings about that might be stepping away from the game as well, but uh no, you might see a lot of new faces at the West Coast next year. Well, this is a trouble. You look at their lineup and you see like 10 really good players. Mm -hmm. Hearn is one that they say might retire. I hope he keeps going because you can keep going in a back pocket position. But it's like they're, uh, it's like they're newer, younger players. are just not moving up at all. That's right. my opinion. And I'm very disappointed in the Eagles. Sure, they got that COVID trouble early and then injuries, but they have been absolutely terrible for such a uh, famous franchise in their, what, 30-plus years they've been around. Yeah, they, they have nine players who are 30 or older right now and another two that will be over 30 
by the time next year happens. And of course, one of them is Aaron Black, and he's only played one game in his career. Um, but you know, the the youngsters, I mean, they're you know, the, the kids who are 20 or under, the two, four, six, eight, the nine kids who are 20 or under between them have a total of let's see, 20, 34. 41 games out of those nine players. So not a lot of games there. Yeah. Yeah. But again, some of them, you know, got games because they had a pulse earlier this year because nobody else was healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've got, I think two more to look at here. And the first one, we are heading to the MCG and Richmond gets to play a home game. So I don't have to put any more sound effects into this, (laughs) into this episode, like I did last week. Uh, And the number 10 Richmond Richmond Tigers are facing off against the number three Brisbane Lions. And uh, Hugo Ralph Smith has been omitted. He always seems to find his way back in, though. Uh, Jack Ross, Ryan Mansell, Thompson Dow, and Tom Lynch are back in. Ivan Soto playing game 50. Gosh, I thought he'd played more than that already. And Shane Edwards playing game 300. Daniel Rich out for the Lions and Devin Robertson, Jackson Pryor, Keaton Coleman, and Nakia Cockatoo back in for the Lions. So you know who I'm going with here. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the Lions, have, they've, they've done a good job of solidifying what could be a, a top four finish, but their run home is not going to be fun because they've got Richmond, they've got Richmond Carlton, St. Kilda and the D's to close things out. So that's a tough, that's a tough trip back to, to the, uh, to round 23 for them. You know, the Tigers, they, they managed to snatch a draw from the jaws of victory last week. Uh, it was a learning experience. Okay. That's what it was. It was a learning experience for them. Now I'm going with the lions to win this. And I just, I know they've had a bit of a bugaboo, playing at the MCG. I think they figure out how to get it done here. Uh, no Dusty still. You know, I'm going with the Lions by nine in a close one here. Well, I was prepared to change my original pick today. This one, I have gone back and forward many a time. I started with the Lions because I don't really like the Tigers. And as Kawhi Leonard says, ha, 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 ha. Bolter and Cumberland. How could you play on? Well, they played on and ended up having that draw. Cumberland, that was cumbersome last week in that draw against the Dockers. I'm not a fan of the Tigers. So to make my mind up today, I went and looked on the AFL website. Nine out of the 12 people on there have picked the Tigers. But the people I really respect, Malcolm Blight picked the Lions and the boys from Perth, who I'll talk about later, Duff and Quarters, they both picked the Lions. So I'm sticking with my original pick, mate. I'm going to stick with the Lions. They're two and a half point underdog. They haven't won at the MCG since round 21 in 2014. That is a worry, but I hope the Lions win, but could go either way. One of the games of the round, without doubt. Now, you know, do we almost have to, you almost need to, you know, you almost need to prorate those, you know, cause I saw the same thing about them not having won since 2014 at the MCG, but 
how many opportunities did they get to play at the MCG over the last two years? So it's almost like you have to say, let's say that they hadn't won since 2016, because there's basically two years in there that they hadn't. Yeah. And I know that's not actually, you know, factually correct, but it's, it's basically that though. There have been so, you know, so few games for them there. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with the, the Lions to take this one. I, I, I just think that they're a better side right now and they're, they, they need to start sharpening their pointy end to get themselves ready for finals because, you know, they're likely to be heading out on the road um, for at least one round of finals. So we'll see what happens. And then the last game of the weekend, the last game of the weekend, you have the number 14 Essendon Bombers hosting the wooden spoon candidates, the North Melbourne Kangaroos, who might or might not have Alistair Clarkson as their coach uh, in the not-too-distant future. I have no idea where that's going. Essendon's three-game losing streak, uh, three-game winning streak ended last week. Um, they, they made, you know, had, you, you look at the, the way they def- defended on that, that behind, it was just, uh, it was not good. Uh, and, and I had, you know, and I, while I'm thinking about that, I, when I did my preview episodes back at the beginning of the year, uh, I, I talked to uh, Waza King, who does a, a, the Eagle Nation podcast. And, he, you know, we talked, I always, always ask, you know, what rule change would you like to see? And he basically said he would like to have the balls that, that hit the, the two in, inside posts and come back into play, he would like to see those be live and not count as a behind. And I thought that would be a really interesting take. And that would, that would certainly change up the way defense would have to work there. If you, if you got a ball careening off the post, that would certainly make things interesting there. If that was, if that was to be the case. Yeah. I remember hearing that podcast with that guy and it was a good idea. I'd only say I think a lot of AFL fans are getting a little bit sick and tired of too many rule mm-hmm. changes. So for oh, yeah. that reason, I would keep with the tradition yep. on something that you don't have to change. Right. No, I, I, I don't think it's something that needs to be changed. I agree with you there about uh, let's keep a little bit of the tradition still in place. Uh, Stan, because... Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think the Bombers are, quite frankly, a better side here. There's a lot of changes. Andy McGraw is out for health and safety. Braden uh, Ham is the medisub. Jai Menzi is getting the, his uh, debut game. Archie Perkins is back in. James Stewart is back in. Nick Bryan is in. And Massimo D'Ambrosio is in. He just finished you know, filming his new love story film there, starring Massimo. That game, is just, it, just, it just sounds like that sort of thing. Uh, ben McKay is playing game 50 for the Ruse. Uh, Josh Goder and Callan Dawson are debuting. Aaron Hall, Aiden Core, both out for health and safety protocol, along with Paul Curtis. Flynn Perez is still suspended. Uh, Jack Mahoney is coming back in. Jackson Archer is coming in. Josh Walker is in. Kane Turner and Nick Larkey are back in. Okay. The, the, the Ruse are playing for pride right now. They're playing, you know, for in some cases they may be playing for their, their spot on an AFL list because it may not be at North Melbourne next year. You may see people having to move on for whatever reason, because the club's not getting it done. I'm going with the bombers to win by 21. I think that might be the biggest point difference I've put on a game this year, this year that you and I've been talking together. I'm going SNN by three and a half goals. 
Well, the spread is 41 and a half. What about the Ruse last week against the Hawks down there in Tassie? I got back from the CFL game and before watching the Crows, I thought I'd quickly watch some of that. My God. 49 to 3 at quarter time. That's terrible by the Ruse. Yeah, well, will we'll Clarkson coach there? Maybe. He's very demanding. He'll want changes at the top, whether it's president or CEOs or GMs or whatever. Right, right. Will they do that? Maybe, maybe not. Bombers will win. Oh, I think I'm with you. I think the Ruse will get closer than 41 and a half. But yeah, unbelievable finish to that game against the Magpies. And I'll use this opportunity to talk a little bit about the uh, Perth podcast. Okay. Because um, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I sent an email to the guys in Perth, Duff and Quarters. I've been listening for years. And I basically said if Harrison Jones didn't stick his mouth guard in his sock, he would have kicked a goal and not a point, and the Bombers would have won. So they read that out, and then they uh, they read out. I said how I go on a Yank on the Footies podcast. So they read that out as well, mate. So we got Good some deal. publicity. You got some publicity on a very popular podcast in Australia, the Perth Boys. Good deal. Thank you. That's yeah. I I have not listened to them yet because I don't. I don't think they're on the Stitcher app, uh, which is where I generally go to listen to. It's just kind of where I, I kind of gravitate towards that one because I, I have most of the stuff I listen to is on there. I mean, there's a couple that I'll listen to on Apple because they're not on there. Like Narrowly Meadows podcast. I love her interviews. Um, and it's, you know, so I love being, you know, being able to hear, you know, just how she just peels back, you know, people's lives and, and gets them to just talk about the issues that have affected them. So. Yeah, it, it, it's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, maybe they should just go ahead and uh, have the defender keep it in their mouth then, the guy who's standing on the mark. Because that way you get him to stay there because he's got to give he's got to give the mouthpiece back after he kicks. <laughs> you can't do that. The funny thing is Mark Duffield, he's one of the chief football reporters in the whole of Western Australia. Uh -huh. He absolutely agreed with me and thought it was stupid. Whereas Glenn Quartermain was saying, oh, I've been doing that for years, Mick. And I wrote in the email, I blame Tex Walker for this because he started it all. And now yeah. too many players unnecessarily stick their mouth guard in the sock. Anyway, it drives me nuts. Because like I said, 30 years ago when I was playing, the mouth guard's a custom fit. You don't need to put it in your sock. Right, right, yeah. It's it's not just that it's not just that plastic one, you know that that you have to just you know put into hot water and hope that it kind of <laughs> you know forms to the shape of your teeth. It's gonna it, they're gonna have it made where it's yeah. it's it's fitting everything there. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, you know, maybe not as strong a, a a list of games this round as they had last round, but I think there's there there could be some great matchups here. I I think the Cats Bulldogs is probably the game of the game of the round. Richmond Brisbane could be a great one as well, and and Port Adelaide and uh, and Col and Collingwood should be, you know, a a great clash there. You know, if Port is going to, you know, push themselves back into finals contention, which I think they've got to run the table and win all four to have a shot at that. Quite frankly, because they're already sitting at uh, they're already sitting at. Um, 10 losses you know you figure you need to win probably 12 games to get in so they need to go four and oh to to have a shot you know because you're going to then need two other clubs to lose at least three games to get there so it's gonna be tough for them but i think they'll keep fighting 
Yeah, well, what's interesting right now, we talk about this a little bit, percentage is going to come in play. So you look at the dogs, they're sitting in eighth spot on 40 points. Uh -huh. Their percentage is 112, whereas the Saints, also on 40 and ninth, their percentage is 103. So that's basically a game when it comes down in the end, if they're on even points. Right. And the Tigers on 38, well, they're similar percentage to the dogs. They're on 114. Well, so the Saints are a little bit down on percentage compared to the dogs and the Tigers. Look at look at the Magpies percentage, though. 106. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's the lowest in the top eight. It's the second lowest in the top ten. Yeah. You know, so they, they now they have been – they have won a lot of extraordinarily close games in the last – what nine or ten game nine games in a row that they've won? They, they, I don't think any of them have been more than by more than double digits. They've all been, you know, about eight or nine points or or even less. So it, it's great for them to to kind of be using this as their their proving ground to get themselves ready to play finals. So maybe maybe winning these close contests is going to pay off for them once they get to finals because hey, we figured out how to win the close ones. And you guys, you guys are out there blowing teams out by 40 and 50 points, and we're having to, you know, battle our asses off in order to get a win. And maybe that pass, maybe that pays off for them come finals time. Well, and the scary thing is, Dugowie's back. He can be a match winner, but they're saying Grundy, the Ruckman, might be back as early as next week. They might play him in the VFL, and he's coming back soon right, too. Right. So two of their very best players a year ago, Grundy and Dugowie, the Magpies yeah. are looking a bit scary, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Because I, 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 that's why I'd said. I think I said to you last week. I, I'm hoping they finish fifth because I, I certainly don't want to see them finishing top four. I think I just lost my picture there. Um, there we go. I don't want to see them finish top four because you know if if the Cats happen to stay on top, and Collingwood finishes fourth, well then the Cats are going to get to play a home game in front of eighty thousand Collingwood supporters. <laughs> it, yes i know they have they have to win there but uh it's it's still one of those things that just makes me scratch my head but uh yeah so mick where can people find you and your fine work sir well obviously a big gig for me is every friday night at about 8 10 or 8 20 eastern is on sports grid tv out of new york we talk CFL and we also talk AFL every week with Marenzi and Cam. And uh, that's, you can find at many places, Sirius XM channel 159, sportsgrid.tv, sportsgrid.com, or on YouTube, just sportsgrid with the chat. So I get a kick out of that, bit of comedy, but AFL best picks and bets. And also Twitter, M-Y-K-A-U-S-S-I-E on Twitter a lot as you are. So yeah, love Twitter for sports. And what's your what's your website? I know I can see it over your left shoulder, but other people can't. I've got it listed <laughs> in my show notes, though. Oh, just above the Tom Brady painting. Yeah, MickOzzy.tv. That's M-Y-K-A-U-S-S-I-E.tv. A lot of video, a couple of columns, but mainly mainly the video on that TV site. Okay, sounds it, it sounds good. I love love checking out your stuff, and you're also doing things with the. The Elks of the CFL as well. So with your your pick, is it daily six or pick six that you're doing? I can't remember which term it is. 
Yeah, it's pick six. So yeah. six questions, a little bit of sports betting, but mainly just to get people involved to enter into a free competition. But they're on a bye this week, so I've got okay. a week off with that, okay. and then it'll be the run home. So be an exciting time with the CFL, the AFL, and the NFL starting. My big yes. three. So and, uh, and let's, builds let's, up. let's not forget, because I'm looking forward to getting going on this, the AFLW. Oh, Yes. Yes, which is coming up in less than a month, if I'm not mistaken. I need to start looking at some actual dates in which games are going to be getting played here but and start doing some digging into that before my school year starts. I mean, that's going to be the one inconvenient and, and inconvenient thing for me is that you know those first eight weeks of the school year, first two months of the school year, I'm swamped with announcing gigs that I'm doing. So I, don't, I won't get to spend as much time working on watching the, the – the games as I'd want to. It was, it's nice that we're hitting finals time in the in the men's comp because there's fewer games that I have to keep track of. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the women's comp this year. It should be a lot of fun. So, hey, uh, Mick, I appreciate you coming on, man. This is this is a lot of fun. I lo- love love laughing with you here. This is uh, this has become a a, a very uh, worthwhile thing that I enjoy and look forward to on Thursdays when we sit down to chat and. Uh, Wish you all the best this week, man. Yeah, I think we go into the games in reasonable detail. I mean, you don't need to spend 10 or 15 minutes on each game. So I think we're doing it about right. And hopefully the people all over the world listening enjoy it. And uh, you're doing a great job, mate. So some really tough games this weekend. So it's going to be some great viewing on the TV. Have a great weekend, man. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see if I can go 7-1 and one again this week. But hey, Mick, take it easy, man. Great talking with you. All right. See you later. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Absolutely chuffed to be able to have Mick Aussie joining me again. I, I like talking to Mick about the game. I love the, the, the humor that he brings into it. You know, he is very serious about it. Now, he's uh, somebody who enjoys looking at the, the point spreads and that sort of thing. Um, I just kind of play it by ear because I don't always understand that stuff, as I've mentioned to you before. But uh, I love having Mick on, and I, I'm truly, truly uh, thankful that he reached out to me to, to, to kind of set this up to be able to come on the show. Now, again, folks, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you'll find everything about the podcast. Get on that mailing list. Sign up uh, if you want to be a guest, if you've got a great story to tell. I do hope you'll read that most recent blog post that I put up last week uh, about this little project that I'd mentioned to you before. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been... A very trying time uh, in my uh, neck of the woods, as I had mentioned, uh, lost my uncle, who was basically my the grandfather for my two children and my sister's two children. Lost him about three weeks ago. In fact, three weeks ago tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, but we also had, uh, you know, another situation, not quite as close to home, but... You know, I, I have a son, as I've mentioned, who is uh, in his mid-20s, and I had the pleasure of being able to coach him for a number of years playing baseball. And uh, the last year where I was coaching him would have been when he was in the eighth grade. So he would have been uh, 13, years at the, 13 years old at that time, maybe going getting ready to become 14. And... 
myself and a couple buddies, uh, we coached this team. Our, our boys played on this team. And there were 13 players on this team. And we lost another one this week. Another young man who I have known since he was five years old. He was 25. Passed away as a result of a drug overdose. Uh, this is a young man who lived his life to the fullest. And, uh, you know, was was the life of the party. And, uh, you know, his his mom is, is, and his dad are referencing that in the obituary that was in the local newspaper about him. And yeah, he's going to be missed. He had a lot of great friends, had a smile that would light up the room. But something tragic happened. But the thing is, I was mentioning here, we had 13 players on this team. This is the fourth young man from that team that is gone since they've graduated from high school in 2015. So in seven years, we've lost four of those 13 players. So I tell you every week to look out for one another, to reach out to your friends, to, to check on them, to see if they are okay, to make sure that they are doing well, that you give a damn about them, that you care about them. And, and I don't say that just to fill up the time during the podcast. I truly mean it. Reach out and check up on your friends. Make sure, you know, make sure that they're, the best way I can describe it is to make sure that they're making decisions that they can live with. And I don't mean that to be a bad pun. I mean that to be just brutally honest because I, I'm tired of losing former students because I've lost many others to to drugs, to things related to that. And, and, and they have been far too young. So look out, look out for your friends. If you need help and you, and you decide you're ready to get help, please get that help. Okay. Look out for yourself, but check up on your friends, make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. Tell them you care about them. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here, folks. I do appreciate the kind words that I get from you all the time. I have a couple great interviews that I have in the can that I can't wait to get to you. Uh, I sat down yesterday with Michael Gallus from Footies for All again, and the stories that he told in this hour or hour and 15 minutes that we spoke were just fascinating because he's not in Melbourne at this moment in time. He's doing something that I don't think a lot of people would have the courage to do. And I really wanted to talk to him about that. So there's a little bit of footy mixed in, but there's an awful lot of, wow, this is a really important story mixed in as well. So folks, again, I appreciate the kind words. And as always, may your dribble kick never, ever hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 190 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Check my website, yankonthefooty.com, for all of my other socials. You can find them without going there, but I do hope that you'll go there. I do hope that you'll get on the mailing list. 
And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels. Take care of yourself, and goodbye.